Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another edition of the WAO Update. Updates! And we have a lot to update. Oh my word, do we? Yes, uh, normally we don't do breaking news when we do our uh, reviews, but we're gonna, our main event is gonna be filled with breaking news, so we'll just save it for the main event. How about that? So, in case you didn't know, you better call somebody. I am your host, Agent Frost, along with my partners in crime, Madam B. What's good? And Big Daddy. Yo, we are the realest tag team in the room. How you doing? Okay. So, tonight's (laughs) card goes as advertised. We're going to talk about NXT TakeOver War Games and Survivor Series 2019. That happened in where... Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. I wonder if it was in Chicago. I wonder if it was too. Was it near Chicago? It was near Chicago. It was Rosemont. Okay, close enough. I'll say So, the home of the Cavaliers. Let's uh, get to our main card. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. It is main card time. Main card. Part one. Part one, yeah. NXT TakeOver War Games. Yep. Happened at the Allstate Arena in uh, Rosemont, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, what date was this? Let's see. November 23rd. 2019. 2019. There are four matches on said card. How many? Five. Five? Mm-hmm. Yes, they were five. Oh, four on the main card, one on pre-show. Okay, let's talk about the pre-show. There was Angel Garza versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. Yes, uh, his gimmick is uh, Swerve. He loses, and he lost in this match. Uh, it was actually a good match, though. It was a good match. Uh, Angel Garza and Swerve Scott could work, obviously. Yeah, yep. So, I wasn't mad. I give it a Two and a half. I'll give it a two. It was good for what it was. Could have been better, but it could have been a lot worse. I give it a two because he didn't take his pants off. His pants got ripped off. Oh. Note to self, if you want to get over with the big man, take your pants off. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody isolate that bit that footage. Moving on. (laughs) Uh, Let's get to the actual show. Yep. Kicking it off with a War Games match. With the Women's War Games match. Women's War Games match. Dude. We had uh, Team Shayna. Mm-hmm. Which was uh, Shayna, Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, and Kaylee Ray. Mm-hmm. And Team... Team Ripley. Yeah. With Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Dakota Kai. Replacing Mia Yim, who uh, got attacked during the show and got... Put in the ambulance, mm-hmm. and Dakota Kai is all distraught, and then Rhea is just motivating Dakota Kai to be her partner. Yep. Shenanigans. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. Starting this match was Io. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Candice. Candice, yes. Their long-standing rivalry continues. Yay! But it was actually a good start. Good start, and then... There were no shenanigans at the start. No shenanigans. Nope. Let's see. Uh, oh my god, is he v- V1 again? 
No, that's not V1. Uh, let's see. Beyond, Be- was it Bianca came out? Yeah, yeah. Bianca was number two. And then Ripley. And then... And then... And then... Thank you for getting that reference. 18 years. No, and then! 18 years in the making. No, and then... Okay. Now I regret uh, even saying it now. Oh, come on. That was uh, funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Who, who else was part of Team Shayna again? Besides Bianca and uh, Io? Next, the third up was Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray. We forget about Kaylee Ray. She was forgettable. Yeah, she didn't really do much in this match, did she? I mean, she was a bumping machine, which we'll get to. And then Dakota Kai, right? Dakota Kai uh, starts walking out, Mm -hmm. turns, and beats the crap out of Tegan Knox. No, no, Tegan Knox. Hold on, she just beats the crap out of her, uh, grabs one of her injured legs, and just. Slams it in between the freaking uh, cage door in the cage itself. Takes off the brace and just says, "This is my property." You know, I you know claim ownership because stealing is and then, oh, how many thirds percent of the law? Yeah, nine tenths. Uh, let's 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 put it. Let's if you haven't seen it yet, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna be honest. She didn't beat the ever living snot out of her. She beat the ever living tars. Tar. Yes, full on. And then, and then proceeded to attempt to beat the ever living crap out of the general manager. Yes, uh, Sheldon William. Um, this was great. Uh, Tegan Knox sold this perfectly. Like she was so a complete Regal. peril. Yeah, Regal so did Regal. it too. And so she got disqualified. Tegan Knox is gone. And then Al- and then Shayna was last, and she's all cocky. She laughed, and rightfully so. I mean. She's a heel, so why not keep up the heel antics and have her laugh at somebody who's hurt? Four and two dynamic. She, uh, she laughed at it. She walked. She walked down the ring. She did she, the whole one, two, three, four for me. One, two for you. Okay, this is gonna be easy. Yes, but the baby faces were valiant. Yes. Not to mention uh, two of my favorite things in this match when. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rhea Ripley start, started playing baseball with Kaylee Ray. <laughs> and used the uh, trash can to da, 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 fly swatter out the sky. <laughs> uh, like the uh, bat she is. Um, swing, bada, 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 swing! I like that. That was pretty good. And then also, uh, nice counter out of the uh, uh, rear naked choke mm-hmm. by Rhea from Shayna. Mm-hmm. She hits the riptide on her, mm-hmm. on the chairs. For the win for her team. Yep. The storyline was great. The match was great. Everything about this was great. I didn't have anything bad to say about this match. I have nothing to say. I give this match a 4.5. Wow. Wow. I have one bad thing to say. Only one? Yep. What was the thing? No tables. Eh. Not everything needs to. I was just gonna say it's it's the same thing with saying not everything needs sriracha. I mean, you could put it on everything, but why? That's just ten. So what would you give it? <clears throat> I'm gonna go. I'm I'm inclined to agree with you. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a four point five as well. All the spots made sense. All mm. the rest spots made sense. It it was a match that worked. The only downside, if I could find a downside. The only downside I've got was that it was first. 
And I was like, man, because we thought we, they were co-main eventing. Mm-hmm. But no, and I'm kind of glad they did. They didn't do that because I bet you all the guys in the back were going, oh, no. We have to follow that? Rats, okay. Jeez, <laughs> right. uh, Big, I didn't know your voice got lighter. So, madam, what would you give it? Oh. <laughs> I'd give it a four. Because, as Big D said, there were no tables. And every match with a cake has to have a tape. As is tradition, as it should be. Uh (laughs) I'm sorry. I thought you were calling for me. That's why. Uh, It's all good. Uh, Yeah, so I love how both of you were like, wow, and I gave it a 4.5. Well, because you are a very tough nut to crack. It's very hard to impress you. Yeah. I know. Oh, he didn't fall. So, uh, let's see. Up next. Yes. Big, so, if you uh, weed. Uh, uh. Next up was Pete Dunn defeating Killian. Uh, Pete Dunn, the triple threat match for the number one contenders. Yep. Pete Winner Dunn, Adam Cole. <laughs> Damian Priest and Killian Dane. I almost said Damian Killian. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll say Priest and uh, Killian. Priest, Killian, and Dunn. Right? Yep. <laughs> this match, uh, I gave it a three and a half. It was good, but it kind of went too long. But it was it was pretty much a showcase. Oh, yeah. Everyone showed off their uh, their great abilities. Their great abilities, especially the uh, the double carry spot, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the follow away and fireman's carry by Killian. Yep. Um, that was pretty cool. Damien Priest with the uh, throwback, mm-hmm. a uh, razor's edge. A literal, a little throwback, throwback with the uh, with the checker drip, the razor Ramon Scott Hall esque attire, and also the chaps with the uh, with Diesel, yeah, Kevin Nash. And I was gonna make a funny joke, and uh, Killian with his biker attire. Mm-hmm. And so. we we pretty much told we pretty much was uh, we looked at Pete Dunn's gear and it was kind of like he just stole Finn's kickers. <laughs> <laughs> so, a priest. Mm-hmm. A Dane, mm-hmm. and a Dunn walk into a bar. No one is safe. The bar broke. Yeah. So. So, but also the the thing that we were talking about the the double carry spot. I'm waiting for that to become a meme. Dad's leaving Walt Disney World at closing, like, and he's carrying the and he's carrying the two of them like they're his kids. <laughs> they're fast asleep. So he's saying the mouse put him to sleep. That's not good. Um, <laughs> so Pete okay. Dunn Pete Dunn wins yep uh, which is what I called made sense mm-hmm. but yeah three and a half for me what would you give it okay um, madam I was just gonna say I'm waiting for my cue this time I'm gonna play nice um, this one I'm going to give it a three and a quarter this was a showcase this was very well done mm-hmm. um I have no real complaints per se, but <laughs> but <laughs> I have no real complaints per se. And I just do feel like sometimes there's a few <laughs> missed opportunities. That's all. Yeah, it's true. I mean, they but I mean, like it was a showcase, but it felt like they were doing too much. That was kind of unnecessary. Yeah. I'm the Russian judge in this. Go. Two point five. Ooh. 
Okay, so he is a Russian judge. What did you and did you what did you like and what didn't you like? I agree it was a showcase, but it was too long. Thank you. Like overall that match was too long. I mean you could have literally made it a straight up squash match. Okay. And it still would have been a showcase. True. You could have taken Killian Dane out using both Dunn and Priest to take Dane out. Uh-huh. Still would have made Dane look absolutely astronomically strong because it took a bruiser weight and a powerhouse assassin yeah. to take him down. The Beast of Belfast. Yep, that's true. And then from there, you could have had a one-on-one. Dunn breaks a few fingers. Bob's your uncle. Wins. <laughs> All right. Uh, next on the carti, we had uh, Finn Finn Balor. for the loss. Finn Finn Balor taking on uh, the broster Matt Riddle. Finn won. Yes, he did. Finn Finn for the win in this one. Yeah. Uh, Finn comes out with his spotlight. Yep. Spotlight's on because he's a heel. Yes. You know, shout outs to Batista twenty ten. Um, uh, bringing back his uh, Prince gimmick. I give this match a three and a quarter. It was uh, really good. Uh-huh. Um, I wish feel feel. I wish Finn could have done more heel tactics. You wanted a little bit more shenanigans. Right? I wanted a little bit of more dirt on him, like like Neville, for instance. Okay. You know, but he won with the nineteen sixteen, and uh, Riddle did some pretty good stuff too. Yeah. The nineteen nineteen. Yes. Yeah, so. Uh, 1916. 1916. I know. So uh, a certain commentator said 1919. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So uh, riddle me this, Finn. <laughs> uh, a little bit more heel on your brother, and you would have gotten a higher score from me. I'm gonna go ahead. You gave it a what? A three point five? Three and a quarter. Three and a quarter. I'm giving it a three point five, and because it because we we did not really see the traditional. Um, heel tactics by one Mr. Finn. The savagery was there. Mm-hmm. The savagery was there. Would I have liked to see more, you know, heel heel work? Would I like to see, if, you know, some brass knucks appear out of nowhere? That that would have been cool. But That's too William Regal. Yeah. But I was just going to say, it's too Regal-esque. You know, every heel tactic. Like, at least stomp on his foot. Yeah, something. <laughs> But you know what? I w- but I'm really glad that the that he won clean. Now, any other match after that, he could you know possibly throw in some weird tactics if he wanted. But that's it. Big dude, what you got? Fuck this match. What? All right, let's give let's throw it to Big. What you got? Take a step. <sighs> Where do I begin? At the beginning. Well, there's the best of times and the worst of times. <laughs> all in this match, in all honesty, you had great spots in this match, and you had some just like, Ugh. again. <laughs> just like everybody says, Ugh. again, when Riddle flips off his 19,000th pair of flip-flops. Okay. Um. Um, but for those for those of my comrades that say that 
Finn needs more heel tactics. Yes, I agree. But no weapons. The, okay. Yeah. For those who have not seen Finn as an actual heel. Go to Japan. Watch New Japan. Watch New Japan. He never, well, outside of a kendo stick. Yeah. He never used weapons. He used people. Okay. He had the club. That's mm-hmm. true. He used Tamatanga and Tangalo. Uh, and also Underboss, Bad Luck Fale, Carl, and, uh, Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson and uh, the big man Doc. Yeah. Well, Doc, it was just getting there. It, was, like, it was Carl Anderson, Tamatanga, and uh, Bad Luck Fale at the beginning. Yeah. So, he used people instead of weapons, which I was kind of hoping that he would get an underling by now. Yeah. <clears throat> but, so, that's why I give it a crap. It's, to me, it was the worst match on the card. Oof. Because it was predictable. So, 1.5? Not 2. Okay. Now, let's get to the main event... Mm-hmm. Which I'm gonna get out of the way. It was a four star match for me. Okay. Um, team CFOs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle, no Bobby Fish. Yeah, you had it right. Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish. No, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong. Take it on Team Champa. CFO. Ha! <laughs> CFOs. Champa. Uh, team of Champa, obviously. Bask in his glory. Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, mm-hmm. and uh, the Mystery Man. So, <laughs> vacant. Vacant. Uh, let's see. Vacant when vacant for the win. I love uh, Champa's uh, Casey Jones. Yes. Uh, mask. Really nice. And the way he, and the war the way paint. He, the way he draw. Uh, he drugged the cane mm-hmm. or his uh, crutch, looking like it was the hockey stick. Yep. The war paint. Uh, he started the match, and Roderick started the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty good stuff. And then uh, you had Dominic come in. Mm-hmm. And then you had O'Reilly come in. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm Hopefully, I'm... No, wait, wait. All the way around. It was O'Reilly, Dominic, Fish, mm-hmm. Keith Lee, mm-hmm. Adam Cole, and we're just waiting. And we're just waiting... Uh, Waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. There's nobody coming. Two years later, Kevin Owens appears. A while Kevin has appeared. Continuity, because Kevin got attacked by the CFOs on Raw. So he comes out with his old NXT Kevin Owens shirt. Showing some unity. Yes. Didn't really do much. No. It was the same colors, but it was the Stun Kevin Stun shirt. No, it wasn't. That was, that was on Survivor Series. Um, yeah, look, look at look at back, guys. You, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was the old school KO shirt. That's that's what I think it was, too, where it looked like duct tape on the front. With the NXT in the back, yeah. yeah. So, uh, also on WWE 2K16, trademark. <laughs> so, you did a beautiful frog splash. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, Donovan Dijakovic was okay. He looked kind of sloppy for a big guy. Uh-huh. But, you know, he, he was all right. But Keith Lee was tremendous. Uh, I loved Kyle O'Reilly's selling. Yeah. He was bouncing off the ropes, getting hit. <laughs> it was hilarious. He was the lean, mean, bumping machine. Yeah, thank you. 
<laughs> Someone put that on a shirt. Um, we can do that. So, now time for the finish. Everyone goes through a table. <laughs> you, you go through a table. You get a table. Everybody goes through a table. Yes. Yep. Okay, you are right. I am wrong. I just looked it up. He was in his NXT KO shirt. Uh, Frost Blast through a table. Uh, Keith Leap put, I think, Fish through a table. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roddy got put through a table. And Adam Cole took an air raid from Tommaso Ciampa through two tables. One, two, three. Uh, and the Valiant Babyfaces win. I give this match four stars. I'm going to go ahead and give it uh, four, four and a half. Mm-hmm. It was everything that I felt was that could be done right in a War Games match, even though the girls did really well as well as, like, the the... The War Games matches were everything I expected them to be, and I was very pleased. I give it a one star, a two star, a three star, a four star, and I'm breaking them all. What? And a five star because of that damn finish. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first time, uh, I think, in our Spotify history that we've gotten a five-star match. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all because of that finish. Mm. The Champa from the top of the cage with Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. There was so much risk involved into that particular one, that one particular move. Yes. That one slight, it's just like the spear mm-hmm. in the, uh, the TLC match. Mm-hmm. Between the Hardys Russell, and... WrestleMania 17. Yep. Mm-hmm. So much could have gone wrong. And he didn't even have to... None of them adjusted in the air. No. So that showed true total confidence and trust in the fact that he's not going to kill me. Yeah. So because of the risk and the danger involved in that, that one particular spot, that's why I gave it a five. Awesome. Awesome sauce. Uh, and yeah, um, a wild, uh, Britt Baker appeared mm-hmm. and uh, she was crying. the look on her face in peril and Triple H apologized later. I, I was just going to say, I'm hoping that Britt doesn't get in trouble for she that. She won't because, because they, they're, t- they, are they are, they are, they are together. So it kind of makes sense. And it's not like a, it's not a secret together. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that they're together. They are married. Engaged, I believe. Okay. Not to mention that AEW is going to be in Chicago this week. So, overall, I give this pay-per-view an A. I give it an A minus. Okay. I give it an I give it an A. A Oop. solid A. This was like I said before. This was everything we expected. Mm-hmm. Everything we wanted it to be, mm-hmm. and it worked. Yes, everything worked tremendously well. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the Survivor Series. Be warned. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Uh, It is, what was it? It was was November 24th, 2019. Yes. At the Allstead Arena in Rosemont, Illinois. Mm -hmm. It was Survivor Series 2019. One of the big four. Yes, featuring Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. For the first time ever, NXT 
is being used on a major WWE pay-per-view. Yeah. And not just individuals mm-hmm. from the brand, but the brand itself. That yes. Is so Battle of the Brands. So, let's see. We got, let me see. We had three matches on the pre-show. Yep. We had a inter-brand tag team <clears throat> battle royal. Translation, everyone gets a spot on a card. Oh, tra- <laughs> translation, sorry. It wasn't a battle royal. It was tag team turmoil. No, it wasn't. Every, all of, everyone was in the ring. Tag team turmoil is when people come out one by one. Anyway. It's like a gauntlet, is what I'm trying to say. So, it's three. Name the participants, please. Yes. Uh, we've got the Street Profits. Street Street. The greatest tag team in the world. The great, uh, sorry. Gallows and Anderson. Yep. Um, sorry, I'm looking at the results here. So, but yeah, there's uh, 10 teams. 10. 10. 10. 10 teams. Um, so. Go ahead, name them down. I can't. That's the problem I'm having here. Um, so sorry. Because this was a nothing battle royal. I mean, that's why there's no like I give it a one point five. Okay, so the teams were Gallus Anderson. You had Street Profit. Yep. You had the New Day. Yep. No, New Day wasn't it. Aha. No, they were. Nope. Ryder and Hawkins. Oh, that's right. They had the triple threat. Ryder and Hawkins Ryder were in. Um, Forgotten Sons. Forgotten Sons. Then you had... Rudolph, uh, the Glorious Tag Team. Yep, and then you had um, Fandango, or Brizongo. Okay. Just to name a few. Those were the NXT team, the two yeah, NXT j- teams. Just to name a few, and if we forget anybody, I'm sorry. Yeah, we uh, apologize, it's just, you know... But the winners were Team Rudolph. <laughs> the Red Nose Glory Hog. Yes, <laughs> also known as uh, Makeshift uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H. <laughs> Pretty much, it's just, it was... Dime Store Triple H. <laughs> Dime Store Wish.com, you know. Ooh, <laughs> oh, God, it's so mean. So mean. <laughs> I, I will go to my also room known, after Also this. known as Double H and a Heartbreak Toddler. <laughs> so, uh, yes, they won, which gives a victory for SmackDown. Woohoo! Their only victory of the night. Wrong. wrong. No, sorry, I'm thinking wrong. Yeah, so that comes up next. Well, not next, because we had a triple threat match for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Yep, we got Leo Rush, the champion. Representing NXT. Uh, Akira Tozawa. Representing Raw. And Kalisto. Representing SmackDown. Which was actually a really good match. I gave it two and a half. It was solid. Uh, kind of st- status quo, to be honest, when it comes to cruiserweight matches. Yep. Uh, my, my problem with the match is the referee couldn't keep up. Yeah. Well, uh, when you got, well, when you got a bunch of, of cruiserweights bouncing around like a bunch of bouncy balls. Then you should put a referee that can keep up with it. Not to, oh, yeah. Where's NXT roof? Um, yeah, guess right. You guess the... Uh, Where the heck is Aubrey? So, the <laughs> man of the hour hits the frog splash for the win. Yep. So, yeah, two and a half. What about you guys? I'm inclined to agree. Two and a half. Two and a quarter. What did you think of the uh, tag, team ter- tag team battle royal? A zero. <laughs> Jeez. It was. Ready for it? Skip. Skip? All right. What about you? Uh, The tag team turmoil? Uh, same. 
Okay. This was de- if I it were was to pick a, throw- a better if I were to pick a better opener, I would have gone with the cruiserweights. But that's just me. And last night, then the main event of the pre-show, your pre-show main event. Shout out Jay Hunter. <laughs> You've got the Viking Raiders representing Raw Chicken. Um, <laughs> good one. <laughs> um, you got the New Day Kofi Kingston representing and SmackDown. Yep. Bring and- it the SmackDown. And you got the Undisputed Era of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Representing NXT. Yep. And the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar, representing Raw. Yep. So, I love the uh, get get well soon Xavier Woods attire that they got. Aww. That that they had custom made. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Viking Raiders won. It was a two-star match. Okay. A nothing tag match. It it wasn't bad, but it wasn't fantastic. Uh Uh-huh. So, so, <laughs> so, uh, yes, I give this a, two, I give this a, uh, a two star Viking Raiders one. So everyone's on the scoreboard. Woo-hoo! I give it a three star, one star for each team. Aww, ah! you're so kind. Ah! What'd you give it? Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it, um, a two star as well. Not great. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Now let's get to the main show. Yeah. And we kicked it off with... With... The Team NXT. The women. The women. The uh, women's Survivor Series 5-on-5 five five triple threat tag match. Say that five times. <laughs> Take a deep breath, everybody. No, somebody... Heavy, long, eat your heart out. Thank you. Somebody, somebody... Say that five times fast. I can't do it. Go. I was just going to say, if anybody can do that, we will give you a dollar. We'll give you a free t-shirt. There you go. Uh, we got Team NXT comprised of Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae, Io Shirai, and Tony Storm. Yay. You got Team Raw, captained by Charlotte. Flair, uh, also with her, she's got Natalia, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, and Sarah Logan. Where's she been on house shows? On house shows. Sarah. Sarah. Sarah, gone. Bye-bye. Sarah. Okay, now. Uh, and then, of course, rounding it all out, you got Team SmackDown. <laughs> Get well it. done, sir. <laughs> um, Comprised of Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. Everybody but Nikki has an ass on that team. Uh... <laughs> So smack, team smack that ass. Oh my lord. Oh gosh. And uh, now it's time for team. Okay. Rachi. Okay, so this match. Yes. Where did it go wrong? The second that Dana Brooke got in the ring? No. It was the second when it pulled an angle on you with injured women. Oh. Uh Candice Array and Eo. I mean, yes, they fought on uh the night before. The night before. So I guess, you know, they were just winded or something. They got took to the back. So NXT's already at a disadvantage. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Where have I seen this before? Yesterday. Why is Rhea Ripley's team always at a disadvantage? I know. Why? It's the status yeah. quo. Because like, Rhea Ripley counts as two women. So I'm not going to go through all the eliminations, but dissension in this match. Uh, you, had a, you had Asuka blow mist in Charlotte's face. Yep. 
and Charlotte got pinned as a result. Mm-hmm. Um, he had some multiple. He had some pretty good uh, stare offs. The uh, cowboy stare off. Oh wow! You had Aria and Charlotte. You had uh, former teammates Io and Kyrie Sane. Mm-hmm. Uh, crowd was chanting for NXT all the way through. Of course, this was NXT's night. And uh, yeah, they uh, picked up the victory when it was Rhea and Sasha Banks with the yep. two people. Yep. And um, Candice and Io came back. Io hit the drop kick, rip tied by Rhea. One, two, three. NXT is up two to SmackDown and Raw's one and one. Yep. So, in all honesty, I give this match a three. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a three point five. Simply because apparently there was a controversy in this match that we have forgotten to mention. Go. Um, wasn't there because we had Candice LeRae and Io Shirai Lee. Mm-hmm. They came back. Yes, that's 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 what I'm going. That's what I'm. That's why I was confused. Of I'm like, why the heck did they come back? Because they weren't officially disqualified. I guess so, but it kind of makes Rhea Ripley look weak. Uh, but it's like, but still, it was applied. It was a rightfully appro- applied use of shenaniganry. Yes, I guess so. So I'm okay with it. So hence, three point five. Go big. What a three and a half. Okay. It was a very enjoyable match. It was, but the finish kind of took me out of it. Yeah, I mean, if if the fi- uh, I was just gonna say, you're not a big fan of shenanigans in a match, especially when it don't make sense. Uh. Next on the card. Yep, we've got the Battle of the Mid Cards. Yes, yes. You got Roderick Strong, North American Champion, representing NXT. You got AJ Styles, uh, <laughs> the United States Champion, uh, representing Raw Chicken. Parker. <laughs> Um, and then you've got the Intercontinental Champion, Shinsuke Nakamura, with no, his dealer, Sami Zayn. Say it, say, it right. <laughs> say it right. No. Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura with his dealer, Sami Zayn. <laughs> we were talking about this, how Sami Zayn looks like a, looks like a dealer. Uh, uh, representing a SmackDown. Yes. So, uh, spoiler alert, Shin Shin for the pin. <laughs> you got Fin Fin for the win, and you got and Shin, Shin Shin for, for the, the pin. pin. Uh, it, it was still a good day. In case you guys in case you guys don't get where I get these references from, uh, watch The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest and his uh, Indian friend Haji. Sin Sin Salabim. Sin Sin Salabim. Yeah. Um, this to me was the match of the night. Yes. I give this match a three and a quarter. It was a um, if you put a main if you put this match to main event a pay per view it could. Um, I thought it was really well done. Uh, what was it? Roderick Strong was just going was ham with those elbows. Work your workhorse, yeah. yeah. Elbows, running elbows. Uh, the phenomenal forearm to Shin. Mm-hmm. And Roderick took advantage and got the pin. <laughs> so Shin Shin for the pin is correct. Yep. So score one for NXT. They're up three now. Yes, they are. Three, one, and one. All right. 
Taking a break from the scoreboard, our next one up, Hold we've on. got... Whoop. Ratings. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. My bad. Um, I got a little excited. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give this a 3.5 as well. What what I said. Okay. So, the last mass last match, I was the Russian judge. Now, I'm the higher judge. I know. Okay, go. So, so, again, wrestling, something for everybody. Um... Ne- taking a break from the scoreboard, we've got Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne. This was also a, a three seven five. Mm-hmm. Three and three quarter. Three and three quarter. Uh, this was the second best match of the night for me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a a three point. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a three point seven five as well. This was good for what it was, and considering that these both these men had just worked the night before, <laughs> yeah, in hellacious ki- matches, stamina kings, uh, right? Not to I want to know what supplements they're taking because I need it in my life. Panama Sunset on the apron, the uh, the bitter end reversed into the Panama Sunset into the last shot. Yep. Uh, big, what would you give it? Honestly, I kind of like this match. Okay. So I give it a three and. Okay, that's good. All right, and um, so another break from the scoreboard. We got The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and uh, Daniel Bryan for the WWE Universal Championship, a.k.a. the Blue Raspberry Roll-Up. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, When it comes to, uh, I'm sorry guys, just to let you guys know, and spoiler alert for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. When it comes to predictable matches, the highest I can get is a three star for me. Okay. So this match gets a three star. It was it told a great story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Bryan being the valiant babyface, doing the yes chant, getting the crowd on their feet, uh, taking risks, especially that freaking high spot when he jumped off the top turnbuckle. Yep. Oh my gosh, Daniel. Um, <laughs> Fino sold mm-hmm. as the Fiend does. Yes. And uh, he caught Brian out of the air with the freaking mandible claw mm-hmm. for the counter pin. So, yeah, three star. And I re- and um, it was kind of hilarious when he kept doing all those kicks and, he st- and the fiend still got up. Pretty yeah. cool spot. I'm going to give it a 2.5. Mm-hmm. Just simply because predictable as hell. Yeah. A, a great match, but still predictable. Yeah. Um. The and of course, I don't know what it is, but I have an issue with that red lighting. Yeah. Not to mention, uh, Daniel is a pretty much Daniel's pretty much a ginger at this point. Yeah. So you could not see Daniel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it made it really difficult to see, and I can just imagine if we're having a hard time seeing it on the screen here, then. I can just imagine the audience, and I can just imagine the guys working. So, yeah. Upset. All right, Big. Big Man, what do you got for this one? A three and a half. I kind of liked it. Okay. So, yeah. I'm the Russian judge. Storyline story continuity was there. Mm-hmm. They showed Daniel Ryan still had it with the return of the Yes Movement, but also still showed that Bray Wyatt is damn near indestructible. Which gives me the sad. Cool. All right. So, back to the scoreboard. Ugh. Sorry. We've got the men's Survivor Series match. Team SmackDown comprised of Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, 
Mustafa Ali and Shorty G. I thought that was the main event. No. No. So you got the uh, the king and his knights and the jesters. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, representing Team SmackDown, you got Team Raw Chicken. Mm. Comprised of Seth Rollins. Mm. I can't do it as well as y'all. <laughs> nice attempt. I tried. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet. Uh, representing Raw, Team NXT, you got Tommaso Ciampa, Damian Priest, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, and Walter. Yes. Uh, so, if you guys like your internet darlings, you would hate this match. <laughs> <laughs> Walter got eliminated very quickly. Gable yes. got eliminated very quickly. Randy Orton got, el- got eliminated very quickly. What the heck happened? <laughs> Riddle got eliminated. Uh, Ali, the hometown favorite, got eliminated by Rollins, got booed. Yeah. Uh, Owens got eliminated by Ciampa. Man. Uh, Braun Strowman got eliminated by Countout, which is quite controversial, especially if it's a triple threat match. Uh-huh. Um, it's not a triple threat match. Remember, it's a Survivor Series rule. I guess so. So Survivor Casualties. Series, Survivor Series uh-huh. has its own but nor- specific set of rules. But normally in a triple threat match, there are no disqualifications. Yes, normal triple threats, there are no DQs, but since it's a uh, Survivor Series match, there are DQs and counts. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, so, what was it? The final three, because after... Uh, oh, yeah. Dissension, sorry. Yes. Dissension. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Corbin got speared by Roman Reigns because everyone hates Baron. Yes. And got pinned by Ciampa. Yep. Ciampa got beat by Rollins. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. For the pin. Yep. The pin. Or it got beat by Roman, I don't know. No, I'm sorry. Was it, uh, yeah, Keith Lee. Keith Lee was the sole survivor for NXT. Sole survivor for NXT. Yeah. Rollins was sole survivor for Raw, and Roman sole survivor for SmackDown. Yep. So. Two out of the three sole survivors were predictable. Not really, because I expected Roman to get eliminated, but Rollins got eliminated. To a chorus of cheers. Yes, via the freaking inverted jackhammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith Lee was tremendous. I mean, they saved him. They built him up to this point. Yeah. And uh, had a great duel with Roman. And then that moonsault, but, that miss was beautiful. Though. Yeah. And, yeah. But Roman uh, got the pin after the spear and did a fist bump to so acknowledge. First there was the bell. Keith Lee bowed. Mm-hmm. And Once then, he was able to stand up, he bowed. And then Roman's like, uh-uh, brother, that's not how we do it. That's not how we do it here. Fist bump. And it was a good show of respect. Not to mention Team SmackDown won the men's... The men's tag team Survivor Series match for the first time in three years. Which I am A-OK with. Yes, SmackDown is up too. Raw still hasn't won on the main show. <laughs> nope. So, uh, this match, because it kind of sucked in the beginning, but it picked up in the end, I gave it a three and a quarter. I give it a three and a half. It was good for what it was. The right team, any team but Raw, won the correct team won, which I was very happy with. And it showcased a lot of the guys that we knew, and especially was the opportunity for Keith Lee to shine. Yep. I was very happy for him. Bask in his glory. Expect Rollins to melt it down on Raw Chicken. Oh, so, uh, getting to the main event. Wait a minute, big man. Oh, yeah. Rating for the men's match. Who told you? I missed it. Three. Okay. 
All right, break from the. Oh yes. From the scoreboard again. I, I forgot. We've got this match. Yep, we got this. I, match. Yep. We have to talk about it. Yes, we do. We got to be unbiased here. Brock Lesnar. Yep. Versus Rey Mysterio. Rey the Clown. Da 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 da. Here comes Rey. <laughs> the, the Joker <laughs> slash Dwight the Clown or whatever you tickles whatever your fancy. Whatever the heck it was supposed to be. Whatever tickles your fancy. Uh, he came out. Then Brock Lesnar came out. Mike Rome. If you see Paul Heyman near you, just give him the microphone. Yeah, just uh, don't bother. Seriously. Uh, they had good build, but it's kind of hard knowing how predictable this match was. It was. This was difficult to watch, but mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna go ahead and throw my rating out right now. Go. I'll throw it to you. I'll throw it to Big, and I'll bring it back to me. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give it a three star. Mm-hmm. Simply because you got Dominic in there. They had the double spots, the double six one nines, and the double frog splashes. Could have went way worse. But because of that, I really liked it. Yeah, it was predictable, but you still had that good moment. Big? Yeah. You were one. Oh, wow. Russian judge. Okay. It was a horrible match. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I give it a two and a half. Okay. Uh, I did like... Um, I mean, obviously, they teased uh, full gear with the towel spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as by Dota B on Fox on Twitter. Yeah. Not to mention, uh, I did like the continuity of Dominic trying to get a comeback on Brock. And mm-hmm. he, so you had that story. Those two, try, I mean, Dominic coming out and getting his uh, licks in on Brock. And um, the hope spot was good for the crowd. Yeah. But at the moment Brock kicked out, you know he was going to win, so. Yeah. Very predictable ending. Uh, Ray got caught into the F5. Yep, and And, that was the end of that. And that was the end of that. Dominic got German suplexed. Uh, They teased over that pipe thing. Uh Ray got suplexed a lot. Standard Brock match. Normally, normally most Brock matches are a 1.5 to a 3, depending on who he's wrestling. So, I give this a 2.5. Based on the story alone, but the match itself wasn't really that great. Mm-hmm. It was about seven minutes, so yeah. Yep. Brock's not going to come back to the Rumble, which kind of sucks for guys who don't want part-time champions, like I've said multiple times, but I'm over it. So, it you, is you, what it is. You, you've made your you've I've made, made your my ease. point, yes. You've Many eons ease. ago. Sometimes you just have to... Not to we mention, all have to get. We all have to go through the five stages of grief. Not to mention, Ray looked hella weak in that match. I know. It made, gave you the big sad. All right, back to the scoreboard again, gentlemen. Yay! Um, we've got the, the champions triple threat match. Our main event: Shayna Baszler representing NXT. You've got Becky Lynch representing Raw, and you got Bailey, aka Karen. Representing SmackDown. It's Carmen. I don't care. She uh, looks like a Karen. She looks like Carmen. Uh, okay. <laughs> any, you're deferring to the haircut. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway, like this match was not really that great. No. It was a two and a half star match. Uh, I'm giving it a two. They tried and mm. failed on a couple of occasions. Uh, 
Not to mention, Shayna also wrestled the other night, and she looked way better than Bailey and Becky Lynch. Which was so freaking sad. Bailey botched galore. Mm-hmm. She tried to do a sunset flip, did a turnbuckle, and bounced her ass off the second uh, second buckle. Mm-hmm. Not good. Um, she was trying to go for a reversal and went through the ropes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really great stuff. But it's like they were gassed. Yeah. It's like when you miss practice before a big game. Because um, you miss all the warm-ups and all the important stuff. Yeah, you... And I think we made the comment during the match itself. It's like, what is going on with their conditioning? Because they look like they're out of breath. Yeah. Uh, Shayna won choking out Bailey. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Team NXT won. Mm-hmm. Was there any doubt? <laughs> yeah, right. And... Uh, this is all to promote NXT to win the war for a uh, from AEW. And also, the thing that kind of, again, I'm going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. The post-match assault. Okay, before you do that, mm-hmm. Big, where would you get this match? Big man. Honestly, mm-hmm. I would say a four. Wow. I really liked it. Okay, okay. Uh, describe in detail a little bit. Well, I mean, there was, again, storyline continuity from the from the build-up. It had solid build mm-hmm. and a great payoff. Mm-hmm. And it made all three of them look relatively strong. But there were still some flaws. Okay. Well, that's uh, the glorious thing about podcasting. You get three different opinions. That is true. So... You were you hated this. I absolutely so, hated it. <laughs> go in detail with the post match assault because I'm with you on that. That was just ridiculous. okay. Post match assault. Now, normally on this podcast, we're not the world's biggest fans of post match assaults. Not really. Not really. I mean, and if you're going to do it, it has to make sense. And if you're going to do it. The last thing you do is play the theme music of the person who did the post-match assault. It was just, it felt forced. It felt like, you know... Raw lost. Do something. Yeah, right? Do something. Get, get, get something back. And all you did was make Becky Lynch almost look like a bully. And you did nothing for, you did nothing to take away from Shayna... Yeah. You did nothing to take away from Shayna. All you got is Becky going, oh, you didn't get me, you didn't get me, and beating the crap out of somebody. Yes. I'm like, why? And then on top of that, like we mentioned before, Bailey's botching nine ways to Sunday. Um, Becky, look, uh, Becky's just cannot seem to get herself into that final gear, that intensity that we were kind of looking for for this match. For whatever reason, both of them didn't have it. Yeah. Whereas Shayna was like, I'm out for freaking blood. And she worked the night before. So, Bailey, Becky, what excuses do you two have? Mm. I'm waiting for it because this was disgusting to me. And it's like... And while the the match was built up to the, be this great big thing, there is no great big thing here. It, I felt like I was let down. Right. Like someone promised me cake and I got crappy store cake from that was a day old. 
in the clearance bin because they just needed to get it the hell out of there. And I, I'm like, that's that's so disappointing. So. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I was. That, that's though. that's me. That's my little soapbox. I'm. I will. I am very proud of Shayna. I know I never thought in a million years I'd say that, but right. Shayna worked her ass off this weekend. So I'm hoping she's sitting in a nice hot tub with Epsom salts and whatever her favorite libation is, and she's just sitting there watching whatever movie she wants to watch. It's probably Die Hard. Whatever. I mean, this is the image I have in my head. And I hope she's just chill as I'll get out because she knows she did she did a great job. Right. So that's me, and I am done. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the uh, post-match assault. Kind of made Raw look like sore losers. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert if you guys are watching Raw right now. Yeah. Um, overall, I give the show a B. Mm. It was uh, their best... It was actually their best show. Best mm-hmm. pay-per-view since... Um, since free- Actually, I'll give it a B+. Plus, let's be fair. Okay. B+. Plus. Uh, it was their best show mm-hmm. since Mania. Um, overall, I'm going to give the show a B. Mm-hmm. It is a. It was a solid B. It was definitely an improvement, but still, I was expecting a little bit more, mm-hmm. and I felt like I got my hopes up. So, big man. I would give it like B minus. Okay, that's a that's all fair enough. Yeah. So I'm okay with it. Cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll be right back with our main events of the evening. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our main event of the evening. We got a triple header for ya. Ooh. Uh, straight out of the room, real shout out to Nordic Q. Yep. And WrestleMania. Yep. So, but before that, um, Copa, the people who are known for preventing a lot of content and making it hard for YouTubers to uh, mm-hmm. provide content and get paid, are... Hitting it hard on wrestling yet again. So please support your local wrestling uh, channels. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know. Shoutouts to WrestleMania, OSW, mm-hmm. Christian Miracle, Wrestling With Regret. Like, share, subscribe, show your friends, binge! Yes. Support. That's what we do. Show them support. And also shoutouts to Brian, Vinny, uh, Craig, and Granny. Uh, our, our patron saints of wrestling. Okay. Now, straight out of the room reel. First off, uh, Jim Cornette's apology. On the Jim Corn- the latest episode of Jim Cornette Experience, he went in-depth about the joke. It uh-huh. was something he used with uh, Big Bubba Rogers, uh-huh. also known as Ray Chiller, also known as Big Boss Man. Right. Uh, it was the, uh, you know, m- riding a motorcycle through Ethiopia with a bucket of chicken on the back. Um, pretty much, it was a... It was a Joke based on starvation, not racism, because back in the day, uh, Ethiopia was pretty much third world. Yeah. So it was an outdated joke. It was bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jim pretty much put pretty much set, had this to say, and I'm just gonna summarize it. Okay. He apologized for anyone who took offense to the joke. Mm-hmm. He doesn't apologize if people thought it was a bad joke. Yeah. And said, F you to the haters. Okay. 
And the reason why he quit NWA is because he didn't want his own image uh-huh. to take away from the actual product anymore. Right. Which, you know, he was the voice. But it was one of those things where, you know, we've discussed this off air. Um, I'm glad that he made the the apology saying it was not meant to be racist. Mm-hmm. But on the same token, Jim, we live in 2019. You're on the internet. You have an award. You have a, a podcast of how many listeners? A, a, a great deal. You are a part of rebooting the brand that made you famous. A, a freaking... A joke like that in today's world is not appropriate. I mean, it's one thing if you are just talking shop with your friends, but it's totally different, especially in today's climate where people get annoyingly butthurt very easily. And yeah, it is annoying, but I understand that some of these jokes could be seen as, you know, insensitive. Mm Mm-hmm. Could he have made a different joke? Yeah. Um, I also he... blame NWA. Yeah, because you mentioned of, this. Especially the way of handling it, because even Jim Cornette was talking about that, how uh, the rep- one of the representatives uh, re- pretty much mistreated the joke, and he just, you know, mm-hmm. just got tired of it. And uh, because they taped this weeks in advance, and they easily could have told them the moment after they heard the joke or taped the episode, they could have had him come into the office and say, Jim... That was a bad joke. Don't use it. And he would have said fine. Yeah, he would have been like, oh, because shoot, my bad. Jim, although his opinions on wrestling are kind of miscued because he's an old school guy and he grew up in that era. Mm-hmm. So he, translation, he's not a fan of AEW. Yeah. He is also a reasonable man. So if he's also, he's a professional, he's a professional in some sorts. To where if yeah. you tell him not to do something on live air to where to a product that he's dedicating his time to, mm-hmm. he won't do it. Right. All you have to do is let him know. But even though, Jim, I mean, I think it's just something that he's just used to saying. Right. So. It's Jim is Jim. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sadly, nothing you can do about it. His attitudes on certain wrestling is not... What I like personally, I but find I will. I will always. I'm you know, but he is a he is a man, and he's allowed to have his opinion. Yeah. You know, and just leave it be. I just find it hilarious. Um, yeah, me too. So that's the story on that little number. So he did apologize, but he apologized for anyone who thinks that it was racially motivated. Yeah. So, we have uh, another rumor about Mauro Mauro Ronaldo not showing up for Survivor Series 2019 to call the show. Apparently, Michael Cole stated that he blew out his voice. Mm -hmm. But uh, via Twitter, his Twitter account got deleted because Corey Graves pretty much called him out on his horrible commentating on War Games. Pretty much stating that, you know, you have a Hall of Famer and a former Ring of Honor champion there. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure to have a lot to say. Pretty much saying that Mauro Ronaldo wasn't giving them time to actually speak, which is false in my opinion. Because 
Mauro Narlo is a play-by-play commentator. He's the voice of NXT. Right. He's doing his job, and it's like... And sadly, it's a three-man team. Yes. But... Too many cooks in the kitchen. Right. And Ruined I feel like... And I still feel like that Beth and Nigel still got their equal time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I may have to re-listen... Re-watch the show again and give it another listen, but... You know, it is what it is, and... I'm sorry, Corey Graves. Who the hell are who the hell are you? Who are you? Yeah, who the hell are you to call out someone, you know, on commentating when you are known for being one of the biggest heel ass kissers I have ever heard in my life. Up there with Bobby the Brain Heenan. But it, I mean, but here's the thing, sir. There's only one brain. You're not it. Get over yourself, you punk rock sellout. Thank you. Fight me. And I think that's all we're going to say about that. All right, next one. I'm sorry. Let's move on because I'm going to get upset. Moving right along. Sing a song as Sonic does. Speaking of Sonic, comes out in February. Woohoo! So, uh, what else happened? Check the uh, Nodi Q rumor. We got one more rumor mill for you guys. Okay, give me half a second here. Um, oh, yes, I got it. Yes. Uh, WWE possibly suing AEW for stealing all the trademarks. Now, how are they stealing the trademarks when Nodi well, owns Well, they're trying to shut down the Bash at the Beach oh. show because oh. they're trying to, trying to get that little... That little loophole thing where it's like, oh, they're referencing the Bash, which is our pay per view, uh-huh. and I'm like, it's Bash at the Beach. I'm hi- I'm pretty sure everyone knows the Bash. They're not gonna use. They're not calling it the Bash. They're calling it Bash at the Beach. The yep. Bash refers to Great American Bash. Yep. Which you also stole, WWE. You freaking butthurt pricks. Like. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are the millennials of the wrestling generation. <laughs> Bob, price check on Preparation H. Bob, price check on Preparation H. You guys are just... You guys are just, you know... It's hilarious. Yes, the fact that you get caught off guard... Uh-huh. And Cody is getting trademarks... Is stealing all the trademarks because they're available. Uh-huh. They get butthurt. Yeah, it's like... It's like, no, mine, mine, my candy. Give it to me, it's mine. Seriously. Sit you're a billion down, dollar you've already, got a, you already got enough candy. Yeah, you already got enough pay-per-views. You man. got... You're, you're like Augustus Gloop. Yeah, I don't know, that's weird. I know, but right? It's weird. Wrestling can be weird sometimes. Yes, it, it can be very strange. So that's that. I'm pretty sure they're going to lose that lawsuit. <laughs> Sure. I mean, there's got to be like some kind of loophole or, or something. Cody Rhodes went shopping, though. He got Slamboree, Super Superbrawl, The Match Beyond, mm-hmm. uh, The American Dream. Yep. Uh, Battle Bowl. Yep. He got a bunch of different trademarks. Yeah, and good for him. They're available. Why not? Yeah. It's exactly. fair game, yeah. Vince. You should know about that when you bought all the territories. Vince. So... <laughs> Burns. But that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. But so, I hope I hope Cody wins. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure the the AEW legal team is like on this like crazy, trying to cover their behinds in any which way possible. So true. All right. So 
Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to conclude this episode of WA Update with a Doc of the Week. So, after Survivor Series, we had the first episode of the Broken Skull Sessions mm-hmm. with host Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. For the very first time, interviewing The Undertaker. As a normal person. Yes. Not since, uh, what was it, Ted something? Uh... It, it, was that one, it was that one televangelist yeah. that interviewed The Undertaker. So, yeah, they just uh, shoot the you-know-what. Uh-huh. And had a very good talk. Uh, you pretty much get how Undertaker started in the business. Mm-hmm. How these two known each other since the late 80s. Yeah. So it was uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. So yeah, definitely guys go check it out. It's like, you know, friends meeting each other again. Talking about old times. It was great. And two veterans sh- share more stories. Yes. And yes... Uh, Undertaker does talk about the time when Booker T and every and all the fans were trying to get him to do a spinner Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, now I gotta watch this. That was hilarious. I'll probably watch it tomorrow. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning in, and we'll catch you the next time when we do this. That'll be a three sweet from us. We out. Bye, y'all.